Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me again today is Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation in St. Louis. Mike, how's it going today? Well, it's going great. Great to be back again. On today's episode, we're going to focus on a recent project, the Ball Helix Central Research and Development Center in West Chicago. IMEG worked with Christner Architects on this project, which uh, recently won a 2022 Design Excellence Award for Innovation from Lab Manager Magazine. And with us today to help dive into this project, we have Jeff Ryan, Managing Principal for Design at Christner Architects in St. Louis. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Hey, it's a great, it's a pleasure to be here. Jeff, can you give us, to get started, a, a kind of an overview of this project and what it was all about? Sure. Um, this is a new uh, project for a family-owned company called Ball Horticultural. Uh, they're based out of West Chicago, and they are one of the world's largest suppliers of uh, ornamental seeds. And so Ball came to us and they wanted to consolidate their research facility and upgrade it and really bring it to kind of state-of-the-art uh, status. Um, and it's been really exciting working with them. They, um, they uh, had scientists who've been working there for a long time and um, their facilities were dated. And we worked with IMEG to uh, create a great innovation center for them. Jeff, I think it's fun as an engineer and architects to help scientists you know, achieve their their goals. And so as, as you got, as we started to look at this project, what were kind of some of those driving, the driving uh, mission statements around what we wanted to accomplish here? Well, um, you know, the company is, uh, is it's a hun- over a hundred years old. And uh, one of the interesting things was one, some of the challenges were that um, it's a family owned company. They treat their employees really well. And uh, one of the byproducts is that they get people who stay there a very long time. So it's a company they've had the average, I think, believe tenure of employees. When we started this project, it was 27 years. So one of the challenges they had was people were hitting uh, the baby boomers were starting to retire. So they had to, to hire new people to fill those positions, both in the business sector and in the science sector. But their uh, their campus was outdated. It was a campus that kind of accreted over time. So as the company grew, they would add another building to the campus and typically just add on to the building previously to it. So both the kind of professional office space and also the research labs were kind of ad hoc a bit. And so they decided to take on a kind of full campus revitalization. They did the master plan with us and they part of that was to renovate their office space, renovate their dining uh, facility and uh, do a new research and development. Uh, project. And with that, there were kind of three main goals. Um, one was, of course, to enable great science. So they really wanted to elevate their ability to attract really great researchers to do, and, and, and enable them to do better work. Um, the other was to evolve the whole company work culture. So they really wanted to make a highly productive workspace, one where people understood what everyone was doing, break down silos in the company, uh, and they saw this innovation center as a key part of that. And then the last part was they really wanted to communicate all the great research that was coming out of the center. Um, they wanted to make sure that the people in the business and sales uh, and in the field understood 
about what the research uh, and development center was doing and also how they could help the business cycle um, with their activity um, and, and communicate that. Also, they're a global company. So they wanted to make sure that the center could actually be a kind of a, a center for all the different labs and all the different um, uh, field operations they have across the globe. So I think you, know, you talk, Jeff, about the baby boomers retiring and, and bringing in this new workforce. I think across a number of industries and companies, that's a that's a challenge, and that the built you know the buildings we build have a great opportunity to to influence that culture. How did you go about engaging with the client to really get their thoughts on how you know how do we create a space and give them the flexibility and the things that they need to really you know have that culture that they have you know that they've already fostered with this great 27 year average tenure of employees. Yeah. Well, the, those the the three goals I, I listed those came out of a workshop or a set of workshops with a client. Um, it was really visioning workshops, and we always like to start our projects our designs by really understanding the client's needs uh, and understanding how the building can uh, act as an instrument beyond just being a functional uh, device for them. And, and so we spent um, several uh, meetings with them, kind of going over their large objectives and goals. And then we actually, before we started designing, we actually started to enumerate several uh, possibilities that the architecture and engineering things that they could do, strategies we could implement in a building to actually achieve those goals. And um, so we, from that, we created kind of a set of criteria for the project. And then as we went forward, we made, um, I believe we made three options and we looked at them using that criteria to kind of uh, choose the option to go forward. And um, as a consequence, I think we ended up with a design and a product that, that really has helped uh, enable them to move forward in the, in the direction that they're, they're looking to, to do. Yeah, I think that, you know, I've been through the process with you before. I mean, it's a great way to get you guys do a great job of engaging with with the, the stakeholders and, and sharing not only what their goals are, but how does the architecture react to that, to their goals and what what do they envision as, as what this building can look like and how does it engage with the, the space around it? What were some of those kind of some of those key topics or key architectural features that really factored into meeting these goals? Well, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, one of the things I should mention is that their culture, uh, the strength of their culture is, I mentioned it's a family-owned business. And it's, a, it, it's, it's, um, it's very lateral, the culture is. So um, Anna Ball, who owns the company, she's very accessible to the employees. And there's a certain, uh, I would say, a quiet humility, but confidence kind of in the culture. And so really understanding that was important and understanding that the new building should reflect that and should reinforce it, that, um, you know, they're not, they're, they're very good at what they do. and They're, they're the top of what, of what they do in the, in the world. Uh, but it's a very uh, humble and, and family-oriented, friendly environment. So really creating a, a building that um, reinforced a sense of kind of family among the employees, uh, reinforced a sense of belonging, connection, a sense of community was really important. Um, one, of the, one of the main assets they had on the campus before we got there was they have a nine acre demonstration garden. So they have a demonstration garden that demonstrates all, this, all, the, all the horticultural products that they create, they put them in a garden, 
and they every year about this time of the year actually in fact it is this time of year around july 4th they have all the buyers come in from the globe they fly in and they drive out to west chicago and they look at the demonstration garden and they make purchases you know per that visit and this garden's beautiful it, it is uh you know it's it's comparable to a botanical garden you'd see in a lot of cities so one of the things we decided to do is really leverage that garden in the scientific space and the idea was that the people who were working on the developing the plant species and the plants uh, would actually be literally engaged with the garden a physical representation of the work they're doing um, and this has had a benefit of both um, creating a great space for their employees and and attracting new employees so part of this this project was to create a facility to attract top-notch scientists. And, um, you know, the, the, so creating a really great work environment is, was, is part of that. Yeah, and I think, so when I think about this demonstration garden, I know we've talked about it, but it does come to mind that it probably looks a lot nicer than my garden and that the research that they're doing in this building is really to help my garden look better by the seeds that, that they produce and make it easier for me to be just have maybe a little bit greener thumb. And so I think as thinking about this project, it really transparency was a big part of it, right, Jeff, as far as transparency to the garden, transparency between the, the, the labs in order to foster that, that community and, and that, you know, display of what they're doing and kind of that, that humility around what they, they are doing, how, how neat it really is without, you know, making it an overt sort of statement. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Mike. The um, the transparency in this project works on many levels. So it's it's the um, transparency to the garden. So the, actually, the building is formed so that the garden pushes into the middle of the kind of research space, and so you kind of see it from where, wherever you are. You can see it uh, from the office space and from in, within the labs, and even from the back of house. So back in the uh, the growth chamber area, you can actually there's windows that penetrate all the way through the research space that you can see towards the garden. Um, and then uh, as important is there's a lot of um, view quarters through the different labs uh, and lab support space so that um, the scientists um, and technicians always can see each other in their different areas. And that is, was really, really important to create a kind of single sense of scientific community and just to make people aware of what others were doing uh, in the space. And then the last piece was really transparency from the rest of the campus into the science, uh, the, in, the innovation center. So there's, um, you know, we've put one of the labs really on display. It's almost in a in kind of a fishbowl and it's right along a public concourse where everyone kind of walks along to go to the dining facility. So people who are not in science, but are in business or sales, they'll walk by this and they can see what's going on. Um, and then we also did things like we put the boardroom right there in the innovation center so when the board of directors meet they're actually right in the labs which is pretty interesting um, and then we also created uh what's called a library uh, it's really um it's really a, um, uh, um, a collaboration space that's used to share research but also to do heads down study or group uh, group re research and it's kind of projected out into the garden so the the buildings occupied, Jeff. So you know, have you gotten some feedback from the from the scientists and the business folks? What do they think so far of their new space? Yeah, it's uh, the feedback has been uh, really great. So I um, I went out to photograph the building uh, about six weeks ago, 
And uh, one of the nice things is we, we kind of spent the whole day there and we were really wrapped up with a couple hours left. So I actually got to work in the space. I got to sit in the library and do work. Uh, and and um, so I got to experience it firsthand. But the feedback's been extremely positive. Um, in fact, uh, there's an anecdote that the, Matt Mao, um, the director of research there, told me is that you know they had some people who had been at Ball for a long time, and they were you know quite honestly not convinced about the new facility. They kind of just wanted things to stay the way they were. And he said about you know about three weeks after it opened, he had this one person come to his office and just say, Matt, I hands I got to hand it to you. I was wrong. This place is fantastic, and work is much better here. And so I think it's been a, it's been very successful. And I will say, um, you know, there's different types of scientific activity there. There's just watching. There's there's the kind of discovery science there, which I think it's a really stimulating environment for discovery. It's got great daylight. There's great views everywhere, and you can kind of just there's a lot of activity uh, in the lab. But then there's also a whole nother set of activity. Uh, and um, that has to do with kind of very precise, uh, methodical. And I got to watch people who for hours working in the tissue culture lab would have to do stuff that took a high level of concentration. And um, just having kind of this garden and really good daylight kind of in your peripheral vision, it just it's just a great setting for doing that kind of meticulous, painstaking work. And rather than being in a kind of windowless environment, um, it is, it's just a much more humane kind of space for that kind of work. Jeff, along those lines, you know, you talk about having been there afterward and and uh, all the things you, you worked on for this project. Moving forward, what types of takeaways uh, does this project provide for, for future labs that you think you would apply uh, going forward? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So uh, I just gave up. A presentation on this. We've done two projects with IMEG, two plant science projects that directly engage um, the, a garden or landscape space, the Danforth Plant Science Center, now Ball. Um, and it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of research out there about how contact with nature can uh, impact people uh, emotionally, psychologically, and from a productive point of view can impact them quite a bit. And it does seem like, you know, while we kind of know this intuitively and we and we were operating at an intuitive level on both these projects, uh, after seeing both of them and experiencing them, it, it does feel like there's potential to really dig into the science and really use it as a tool in designing labs as we go forward, not just for plant science, but for other kind of research space that can connection to the outdoors, whether it's literally seeing a garden or it's just great daylight or it's a connection to the sky can that actually improve you know how people communicate with each other how they feel about going to work how creative they are um, i think there's a lot of potential there uh, that that excites me yeah that, that kind of reminds me uh before the danforth project was was over and i remember mike you you saying that it's all about keeping the plants happy and really, it's about not only keeping the plants happy, but also keeping the, the employees happy as well, right? Yeah, there's a certain level of engagement that happens when there's, there's a robust landscape outside the plant science. The, the, the scientists connect with it in a, in, a, in a way that's, you know, unusual. 
something that keeps coming back as like a theme to me. And I think in, in these lab projects, one of them is, you know, scientists are, as part of their role, they're innately curious about things, about the things that we do. And I think when, you know, I think Jeff has a great curiosity and the way that he asks those questions. And I think, you know, our team as well. But I guess, Jeff, just kind of open it up to you. How do, what do you, what is the importance you think of when we design these projects of just being curious and asking questions? You know, how, you know, how important is that? Well, I, I do think it, I think being curious and really trying to understand what people do, um, it, it, it makes, it ensures the, the, the way we design and configure space will serve them and will allow them to enable them to do better whatever they're doing, whether it's research or it's something else, that really asking questions and, and understanding them a bit more allows us to make a better um, a better instrument for them. So I think that's important. And I think it's through that curiosity that really that melding of the, of the you know, melding nature and the transparency to nature and gardens into these research facilities that came, I think it comes out of that collaboration between the scientists and the, the design team and both being curious about how, how buildings are built and, you know, how the science works to collaborate, to come to that really, what's really on ball, a great building and a wonderful space. And I'm sure Jeff, it feels great to go there and, and work and, and see that collaboration you're looking to foster, you know, occur in, in person and in, in, in action. Yeah. You know, yeah. You feel like you've, it's successful when you go there and you're envious of the people who work there. Absolutely. I think there's, I think there's no better way to, to maybe define success is to say, Hey, I, you know, I'd love to work at this, at this location as well. So. Yeah. I think Ameg is going to have to get some of those uh, seeds from, from the center there and work on our own gardens here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Those who'd like to learn more about the Ball Helix R&D Center and see photos of the building can visit imegcorp.com slash insights. That's I-M-E-G-C-O-R-P dot com slash insights and go to our podcast page. There you'll find links to both the Christner and IMEG case studies. Mike and I will be back with another episode of The Future Built Smarter. Until then, thanks for listening and take care. <music>